Everywhere we look, there is ink, in pens, on newspapers, and on packaging such as coffee cup sleeves and cardboard boxes. It's such a common material that we often take it for granted and sometimes we don't even think of it as a material in its own right. Ink isn't just about the material used for mass-produced prints or line work, and this notion is largely Western, where it stems from printing and production requirements. As a drawing and painting medium, ink is relatively easy to use, free-flowing and quick-drying. It has qualities that some art other artistic mediums also have, but it also has its own unique properties. Because ink is so adaptable, it's highly responsive to an artist's own personality and molds to their vision. Due to its free-flowing nature, the imaginative use of ink has evolved throughout time, as every artist has shown these possibilities for its use. Additionally, ink isn't only a highly versatile material, it also holds an important position in our recorded history and the recording of history. How would we have documented so much of our past if it wasn't for ink? The history of ink goes back to the 23rd century BC and ancient China and Egypt. In Egypt, ink was used for writing and drawing on a flexible and durable material, which is known as papyrus paper. Egyptians used two types of ink, black ink for writing body text, while red ink was often used to highlight readings, instructions, or keywords. Red and black inks included iron and ochre as a pigment, and lead was used as dryer. In China, they made dyes using organic matter such as plants and animals that were ground with water and applied with ink brushes. The earliest Chinese inks were produced from suit and animal glue, and the best inks for drawing on paper or silk are produced from the resin of the pine tree. As far as components go, ink is made up of two key parts, the pigment and the carrier. The pigment is the dye itself and is what's delivered by the vessel to the paper or printing medium. Ink is typically colored, but the very first inks use charcoal or suit from the fire as the main pigment which is why most of the early written works found were written in black ink. Charcoal was also relatively inexpensive and easy to find pigment, whereas pigments for other colors were quite rare. The carrier is what the pigment is blended with to transfer it to the medium. This solution is usually some sort of liquid, and oil-based vessels work best for binding the pigment to the medium. Animal fat was a popular vessel before modern times, but vegetable-based oil quickly gained popularity as ink develops. Beginning in the late 19th century, artists used broad and narrow quill and reed pens to apply ink before moving on to use steel nib, fountain, and felt tip pens. There are four types of ink that have been used for drawing, carbon-based or lamp black, iron gall, bister, and logwood. Lamp black ink is a stable carbon soup-based ink that is made by burning oils or pine resins. It was popular in Northern and Central Europe in the 16th century and experienced a revival in the 19th century. Because the powder is so finely divided, a small amount of ink can cover a large area and produce an intense black color. It has been used for many means from shoe polish to blackening gun sights. It also produces strong linear marks and can be diluted to create transparent gray washes. Due to its extreme opacity and resistance to fading over time, it's considered a durable material. Iron gall ink was widely used from the 12th to the mid-19th century and is a combination of metal salts, tannates derived from plants, and a binder such as gum arabic. The most, the most common ingredients were gall nuts, which grow in oak trees, and ferrous sulfate or metal filings. When initially prepared, this ink is colorless and then oxidizes to a rich black. 
When prepared well, it is stable and combines with the fibers of paper, preventing its erasure. There have been many famous and important manuscripts that were written using iron gall ink, including the Codex Sinusitis, which is known as the oldest and most complete Bible currently known to exist. Due to its ease of use and durability, this ink became the favored material for scribes in the European corridor as well as around the Mediterranean Sea. Iron gall ink rose in popularity and spread around the world during the colonization period. The United States Postal Service had its own official iron gall ink recipe that was to be used in all post office branches. This material was a staple until the invention of chemically produced inks in the latter half of the 20th century. Bister is a brown pigment that is made from wood soot collected from chimneys. Because this material is transparent, it is commonly used as a watercolor pigment and for ink washes. While its consistency is generally uniform, it will appear grainy if it's not well filtered. It rose to the peak of its popularity in the 17th and 18th centuries, when the Bister wash was especially favored by such artists such as Rembrandt and Lorraine. In the 19th century, Logwood and synthetic inks gradually replaced the more traditional types of ink. Not only were they cheaper, but they also did not degrade steel nib pens, which were newly invented at the time. As technology developed, different pigments that were chemically based began to be used. These chemical ink combinations gained popularity as the quick drying properties of petroleum-based inks enabled newspapers to be printed and dried much faster than with non-petroleum ink carriers. Today, we use solid ink as a modern alternative where ink sticks are melted to produce color. This is most commonly seen in processes similar to offset lithographic printing and produces a wide range of colors and possibilities. Since the past few decades, the use of ink art has been rising in popularity with contemporary artists reshaping the medium by integrating new colors and subject matters and transforming the style beyond its traditional origins. One artist who has been pushing the boundaries of ink in unconventional ways is Nan Shi, who is a contemporary Chinese ink painter who uses ink and traditional rice paper. The scope of the themes of his paintings casts a wide net over the political and socioeconomic climate in China. He portrays women, men, animals, buildings, landscapes, and abstract halo dots in a contemporary and straightforward fashion while remaining true to the millennia-long artistic tradition he draws on. He playfully draws his audience into the ink dots that make up these images while speaking on his political opinions. He is considered to be the master of ink dots by many throughout China and the rest of the world. The continuous evolution of his artistic techniques has made him the only artist whose use of ink is on par with that of 3D technology. He is best known for his halo dot paintings that combine Chinese ink methods with modern technology. This halo dot technique was developed over the course of 20 years during his studies of creative ink paintings. He experimented with different brush strokes and techniques and varied the dilution of ink and wash, which resulted in the distinctive ink dabs produced in his early works. When Nan began designing and printing catalogs for his exhibitions, he was inspired by the dot matrices used in printing. From there, he progressed from ink dabs to more and more dot-like brush strokes which resulted in the development of his signature halo dot breaststroke. From there, Nan began moving away from traditional ink wash landscapes to contemporary and modern themes. 
Inspired by the digital world, he later moved on to develop a style of 3D ink, which involves creating layers of dots and merging them together. He builds depth in each of the thousands of dots by layering them and letting them seep out. He combines modern digital technology with traditional ink techniques with his halo dots to produce 3D optical illusions that appear to be floating above his paintings if you look closely. Don was also inspired by the works of Roy Lynchinson, who used Bende dots, which is a technique invented by Benjamin Day in 1879 for printing to convey tone and form. These Bende dots create an effect similar to the pixels we see in low-resolution digital images. However, Nanqing also noted that the Song Dynasty in China was also a period where the tradition of using dots became a popular technique. For example, in ink calligrapher Mi Fu, created large dots of ink with a flat brush in his freehand ink paintings of misty landscapes. His ink dot technique has garnered a worldwide attention, and his work is often described as post-pop art, with people drawing parallels between him and famous Western artists such as Andy Warhol. It's interesting that his work combines traditional Eastern techniques with modern technology. However, the similarity only arises from the visual perspective and image composition. Nanchi's works are created by hand, using brushstrokes on fresh rice paper, which differentiates it from the modern industrial products of Warhol's works. While Nanchi does use modern technology, he combines it with two-dimensional easel art and develops it into three-dimensional works to create abstract or corrupted images. This creates optical illusions that appear to be floating above the paintings that appear and disappear in the blink of an eye when viewers alternate between focusing and unfocusing their eyes. While his paintings appear abstract when viewed up close, when you step back and get a complete view of his work, they actually form politically charged images. Nan, who grew up during China's Cultural Revolution, has used dots to replicate portraits of Mao Zedong and icons of contemporary consumerism, like the Visa logo. Nanxi believes that mass-produced work are identical and replaceable, but handmade works are timeless and irreplaceable. Additionally, the difference between Warhol's and Nan's works is that they have very different critical views of art. Nan's works are less considered post-pop, but more in the curatorial and theoretical realm of art. In 2016, he showcased his work in a contemporary ink art exhibition in Beijing, where he installed a combination of sculpture and ink paintings. He integrates his halo dot technique with sculptures of male soldiers carrying guns such as both can be viewed in the same time and space. One of his other ink series centers on the theme of money, as he reflects on the use of the Chinese currency and Visa credit and debit card logo. He also incorporates iconography of the camouflage patterns from military uniforms and the socialist five-pointed star. The Chinese currency symbol is a comment on the rise of Chinese consumers on the global scene. Nanxi also revisits traditional landscapes on old currency notes incorporating pencil drawings in this ink work for the first time. It's also interesting that his dots were printed on utilitarian and commercial products such as wine bottles and Porsche cars. People often don't associate ink with practical and functional products, but more with antique decorative products such as patterns on pottery or paintings found on scrolls. This mix of art and commerce opens new opportunities for galleries to promote high-rise works that combine modern techniques with traditional culture.
Can you explain what walnut, walnut ink is and how have you incorporated this into your practice? Walnut ink is a type of ink that's made from walnut. And uh, it appears in uh, this uh, uh, brownish color. Um, so basically, I have been making these uh, gradient stripes in my works and uh, talking about cage homes, poverty, inequality in Hong Kong, uh, my, where my hometown is. And uh, I, I'm using water ink because of uh, on on the calligraphy paper. Um, first, because the colors incorporate, um, the colors works together very well with the yellowish paper, and also because I think water ink gives an impression of this like dirty and in hygiene look, um, that works well with the. The subject matter of my 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 works um, of uh, talking about cage homes and uh, and people people who are in poverty. Yeah, I've also noticed that you tend to use walnut ink on surfaces such as collage paper and muslin cloth. Um, how did you discover this method, and are there any other techniques you would like to explore in the future? Yes, um, I use uh, water ink on calligraphy paper. Um, first, I'm kind of treating the paper as a canvas instead of uh, practicing paper. Um, that is what it's used for normally. And uh, using it on paper, on the these calligraphy practicing paper, uh gives the wanna ink a kind of guide because they have these uh grids on the paper and uh the wanna ink normally uh I'm I normally paint the ink directly on the paper and then following the guides that's on the paper but the ink uh always tries to escape from those red lines from the 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 guidelines uh, and osmosis out. Um, I think there's a very po- this is a very poetic language and gesture uh, that is kind of like the people. The ink kind of becomes like the people who are under these oppressions and then trying to escape the rules, escape the cages um, that are put on them. Other methods or techniques, I would really like to see how to use ink and combine it with sculptures as well. What do you find that makes ink different from the other artistic mediums you use? And what are the properties of ink that make it appealing to you? Mm, I think, to me, I feel more connected with ink because... um, because of my cultural background, I'm from I'm from Hong Kong, and uh, I grew up in Hong Kong and China. And uh, ink painting is the first type of art form that I studied before learning about Western art techniques. Therefore, 
I always feel more connected and grounded when I'm using ink. And uh, I also practice Chinese calligraphy, which uses ink as well. And um, something about ink is that it's, it has this um, very uh, naturalistic look. It's very simple. There's not much variations that you can get from them, but then because of that, you pay more attention to the details. You pay more attention to the gradient that it creates. And such simple material can create so much differences if you just alter the, the amount of water, um, if you just alter like even the age of the ink changes um, and it changes the quality of uh, of the outcome or of the, the calligraphy characters or the, the, the paintings. Uh, so I think that's um, that's something that that's deeper versus just uh, having more things on the surface 